Welcome to the first episode of My Girlfriend Hates the NBA, episode one. This is number one. Um, so I'm just going to give my thoughts on what's going on. So we have uh, two games tonight, Clippers and versus the Nuggets and Boston versus Miami. Okay. Uh, one is... Uh, one is the Eastern Conference Finals, which I'll get to second, and then there's the uh, the uh, semifinals between the Clippers and the Nuggets. Um, so I want to talk about that one first. Um, couple couple thoughts. I think the Clippers do not look like a well-oiled machine, right? I think Kawhi looks great. Kawhi, God, that guy can ball. Kawhi looks great. Um, that's kind of it. Paul George looks pretty good. I think he's he's much better rhythm than he was at the beginning of the the bubble. And I think this team might be better off without Paul George. And that's not me. No slander to Paul George. Paul George is a great player, right? And I think Paul George would be better on a team where he was the main guy. I'm not saying he, you know, he can be the main guy. Whatever, right? I think he can, right? But here, he's definitely second fiddle to Kawhi. And I think that's something that a lot of people aren't taking into account is that Kawhi is the top dog here and Paul George is taking a step back Paul George last year finalist or MVP finalist uh, defensive player of the year he's really really good player on his own right and uh, so with Kawhi kind of taking the reins of the Clippers um, I just I don't see how this is a good fit long term Right. Um so just the way they're playing, it looks like hey, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And I don't know if the team can get a really good rhythm playing like that. I I watched the Clippers last year against the Warriors. Was it a full stack Warriors team? I'm trying to think. Yeah, they had Clay. They had KD. Did Steph not play maybe? It might have been that Steph didn't play. But I saw them take it to the Warriors and they were playing well they were playing gritty I don't the, the the play that they just kept running Lou Williams Montrez Harrell in the middle of the floor pick and roll Montrez was on his way to a big contract Lou on his way to everyone saying this guy's underrated underrated not looked at as like a top player and he is right he, they went that team went from that and having Danilo you know you had Danilo you know he would do his little post game face up game you went from that to now the offense seems to okay Kawhi here's the ball we're we might well, at the end of the game for sure we're not running pick and roll we're just letting you iso four out so that that kind of makes it tough for Montrez to get going for him to he needs that pick and roll 
work, right? Where he's rolling to the basket. You know he's not going to pop. So you need space for him to get that pick and roll drive, right? You need Lou Williams to get, you know, have the ball in his hands, touch the ball and be comfortable. Like, I'm not saying comfortable, but like have a rhythm, right? And I don't think this team is helping themselves get a rhythm with just letting Kawhi go one-on-one, which I think that's a really good strategy to win a lot of games, right? And, but I think against the Lakers, it's going to be tough if they can get past the Nuggets. So this is just a little clipper, little clipper uh, side dig. But yeah, it, it's going to be really tough for them to get past the Lakers if they have to face the Lakers because I think the Lakers have AD. <laughs> That simple. They have Anthony Davis, the guy that can guard Kawhi. I think, no, no doubt about it. I think if you you give me KD versus AD, or not KD versus AD, uh, Kawhi versus AD, I think AD can neutralize K, uh, Kawhi better than Kawhi can neutralize AD. Just just based off size, right? And then you got LeBron running the show. Um, I think both those teams, far from perfect, far from really great teams, right? But they got the stuff this year, and that's all that matters to win, to win the championship. That's all that matters. And no one's going to look back and say, oh, you know, uh, this and this happened and this and this. No, it's champion, champion, right? KD towards ACL or uh, ruptured his Achilles or or I forgot which one is which, but uh, and then Clay hurt himself and then Steph, and then the Raptors won the championship. Oh. Nobody cares that they, well, people care, but you got a ring. A ring is a ring is a ring in this day and age, right? So I think the Clippers don't look great. They're on the, um, but I, I, I'm picking the Nuggets to lose tonight. I, I just don't think, I think Kawhi is going to be too much for one game. In one game, Kawhi can just overpower you, and I think he's going to just overpower them by himself, carry his team to the to the next round. Um, I think the thing that I've seen that that uh, Denver has done really well, and I think there's a potential for the next teams to play that play the Nuggets. I I think they're going to be able to expose them if they're able to get a pick and pop game. I've been watching all of these games and all the teams. Pick and pop is wide open. If you have a good spacing big man who can shoot the ball and set a nice pick, right? Um, I saw Marcus Gasol miss at least 15 wide open threes and pass up at least 10 more, right? Like he was wide open. He just kept missing and missing and missing, right? But... They were getting it off those Lowry uh, drives. And it's not like Boston had a slow defender, you know, or a bad defender defending the pick and pop, right? Had Daniel Tice and Grant Williams. You had some, like, smaller guys who can, not small, well, small in, in their regard for, like, mobile centers, closing out on them and they're wide open and I think that's what Denver has found right you get Jamal going to the basket you don't throw it in clog it up right you make Montrez Harrell you make Zubats 
go out and contest Jokic. And this is what I think Jokic is is really doing. It's killing the Clippers. That if he has going tonight, they could upset him. I'm not. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think it's there's a grand chance. There's a chance that they could, if he gets going, it could be. Re, it could get really bad for the Clippers quickly. But it's that pick and pop, right? Jokic is just killing them on that. Watch the last two games. He, he's wide open. He's wide open, and he's got quite the release. I remember one where he wasn't wide open. Lou Williams contested really well, and it even looked like. It even looked like he he changed his shot when Lou Williams came out and closed out, right? And so, and he still buried it. So, you know, that contest has got to be really good from a big man for it to really count. And uh, so I think that's the Nuggets' best chance, I think. And have Michael, Michael Porter, oh, this guy has had quite the uh, season, right? He didn't play a lot of games. I. Just a side tangent right here, really quick. Um, I just hate when coaches don't play their young guys. Hate it. I get it. They want to win games and blah, 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 blah. Right? All the good stuff, that they, the reasons why they don't play the young guys. But you play the young guys in the regular season so that you can see what you have. Right? And a lot of teams, you know, they're they're, they're kind of the hey, they might give you something good, they might give you something bad. And this is what you have to, have to give credit to to Eric Spolstra, right? Got to give credit to Eric Spolstra. Who's the first guy off the bench, second guy off the bench in Miami? You know, it's Tyler Hero, and he's, it's been like that all season. The guy's got minutes to play in a, on a team that's got, got quite a few guys. Right, if you go down the list, a lot of uh, there's a few guys that are not playing that other coaches would play, right? Because they're more established, they're you know what they're you're getting from them. But he's stuck with Tyler Hero. He's stuck with Duncan Robinson, and they're it's paying off in the in the in the postseason. These guys are ready to play. They're ready to go. They're smart. Um, so I don't and you know. I don't know if that would have made Michael Porter Jr. a better player, worse player in the in the in the playoffs or in the bubble, right? But I just think experience just matters in anything, right? You're, I'm I'm cooking some fish right now, right? Second time cooking fish by myself. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know what I'm doing, you know. I wouldn't want, you know, Guy Ferrari to be like, yo, 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 Jose, we're gonna we're gonna let you, you know, we're gonna let you cook, we're gonna let you cook. We got we we're gonna save you for the playoffs, right? We're gonna save you for when it matters, and not be able to cook. And then he says, "Hey, man, you're cooking chicken breasts for for to win this, right? You're chicken, you're cooking chicken breasts to get us to the next round. Good luck." Like, th- th- why? I don't get why coaches do that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they just and then they pull them so quick. Anyways, whatever. But Michael Porter Jr. He 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 needs to. He needs to uh, he needs to definitely play well. He's definitely important, especially without Will Barton. I think people are kind of looking overlooking that little. Will Barton's a pretty good player. He's 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 got some playmaking abilities. He's knows where he needs to be. He's 
he's a decent shooter, good good getting to the basket, like reliable, right? And he's gonna get better. But he's not playing right now, he's hurt. Um, so that's kind of a big hole that Michael Porter Jr. can play and he's he's pretty big too. He's pretty long and mobile, so that like uh that's that's really important. Um especially with the Clippers who it looks like they like to go small. So they go Montrez. Uh, they go Montrez, they go uh, Morris, Paul, Kawhi, and then whoever at point guard, or Landry Shamit sometimes, Patrick Beverly sometimes. So I think it's really important to, to to win that small battle, right? If you're going small with your big men, you got to win that battle. And if it's those minutes with just Paul Millsap, but I mean, I guess they play Plumlee a lot. He's just important, important cog for uh, the Nuggets to 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 be to have a chance tonight. So um, we'll just be looking at those few things. I think I still think the Clippers are going to get it, and um, so yeah, and I, I think man, they're just I feel bad for Montres, right? Yeah, he's had a lot going on, and you know he's trying to get back into his rhythm and play but just play basketball right and he is not being set up for success at all this is not who he is i he's got a great motor but you gotta feed him you gotta let him catch a few of those and get going to the basket especially against Jokic. especially against Jokic, because Jokic doesn't want to come out he he's he's better than you think at it right i watched him last year against uh the portland trailblazers right and I remember he, they started trapping, they started playing. Uh, Jokic would hedge on the Dame Lillard picks. And he was moving his feet pretty well. He he wasn't like get, just getting destroyed, right? So he's better than we think. But like, we you want to get Montrez into some space and let him go against Jokic. Him going downhill, Jokic meeting him at the rim. And you got to just get some fouls get you know let him run over someone right but if he's not doing that then he's just fighting for rebounds by himself by and large because nobody's staying there to offensive rebound big 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 thing nobody offensive rebounds anymore uh so uh so yeah i think i think montrez needs to be at use and i think that will be so i i think if they can do that and they can get that going, that would be important for them. Um, yeah, so I, I'm picking the Clippers to win. And I, all right, so let's let's move on to to Boston. Boston versus Miami. I think, you know, you got Jimmy. You got Jimmy Butler. You got the shooters, right? You got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You got Jalen Brown. You know, good players. You got Gordon. Gordon's coming back. Got Kemba. You got you got a lot of a lot of good players, but I think the key to the whole series is going to be Goran Dragic versus Mark Smart. All right, Goran Dragic. He okay. Jimmy had a great first game. He he definitely won him that game. Right at the end when he was just he was just bullying everyone, making threes. It was. And he was guarding, I think, Giannis a little bit at the end. Uh, he killed it. But 
Goran Dragic was their best player in the series, last series, right? He was hitting timely shots. Gosh, they were all over him too. He's he's one of those players. That contact doesn't even matter. He reminds me a little bit of Luca, right? Where that contact just does not matter. That he's being touched, that he's getting physical. He's he's getting moved and touched and bumped and like it looks like he's pretty comfortable playing like that. So I'm curious to see if Goran is able to be successful. And I think this is going to be a matchup. I think Marcus Smart is going to get the uh, assignment of... Uh, he's going to get some Jimmy some Jimmy post-ups for sure. Um, I don't think he... I like Marcus Smart. I think he's one of the best defenders. But I don't think he wants to chase Duncan Robinson around. I don't think... Nor do I think Boston thinks that that's their best bet, right? Have one of their defenders just running around in circles, chasing this guy, just trying to stop him from shoot, from shooting. I don't think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna try to hurt their creativity, with their point guard, and try to stop him. So I think whoever wins that battle, I think has the has a chance. And Marcus Smart was shooting well. Uh, de- uh, he was shooting well in the wins, right? So he's he's a much better shooter than he used to be, and I think what he does on defense is going to be even more important. But he gets a little bit of offense as a plus. So whoever wins that battle, I think is gonna win the game, all the series. I mean, um, so I don't know. I think that's going to be that matchup where you're just like, oh my gosh, Goran Dragic is hitting just incredibly hard shots here. He's just killing them in the in the mid range and. You got the two best coaches. Two of the best coaches in the league. Right? Two easily. I, Eric Spolstra, that guy's, that guy's got balls. You know what, though, it is, is what I'm thinking now. If you have a championship, which Spolstra's got a few, then you definitely have that confidence to just do whatever the hell you want. Like, just looking at what Nick Nurse does, he was playing all the different type of defenses. He was playing Matt James. Uh, what's his name? Not Matt James. This guy from Bachelor. Uh, I, I forgot his name. He's he's from the Raptors. Uh, shooter. He was playing all a, a pretty deep bench, and that's that championship pedigree that everybody talks about, right, where the coach does not care. He'll do anything right now to get to the next possession to win that possession right and it might be that they know like hey you have to be flexible with your team to be able to win a championship and so they inherit that flexibility but i see all kinds of coaches like mike malone mike malone you got terry stotts you got a few more like they will not oh bud coach bud oh gosh like these guys who haven't won championships who refuse to change their uh their defense their offense at all or the the rotations, they stick to them no matter what. And personally, I don't think that's the best strategy. Um, but it's it might be that championship thing, right? Where you don't have that that thing behind you that empowers you to do whatever you want, right? Um, so yeah, well, I love what Eric Spolster has done. They're really well oiled machine, and I think. I I am leaning towards 
this is one of the toughest picks I think I've had. Like, this is going to be a war. I think this is crazy, but I think I'm going to go with Miami. Just the fact that they haven't played as many games. You know, they they swept Pacers quick. They got Giannis and the uh, the Bucks out pretty quick. And Boston went through a battle, a battle with uh, with the Raptors. Um, so and and Boston had some trouble with. Uh, Lowry and Van Vliet, they were they were getting loose. Um, so we'll see. And then something else, like you're going to play your starters a lot of minutes, right? But your bench guys, the people that, I mean, if Gordon Hayward's back, then it's different, right? But because you have Marcus on the bench or you have Gordon Hayward off coming off the bench, right? But Miami has Tyler Hero. I know these guys aren't the best, right, the, by themselves, but in this team, they they, they 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 help a lot, right? They're important. So, yeah, they're, they're important, but I don't trust anybody off the Boston bench. I like Robert Williams. I like him, right? But I don't know. Grant Williams... Wanamaker, man. So I'm going to pick Miami. I think Miami's going to be fresher. I think they have more things you have to stop, right? So you have to stop Jimmy, right? Stop Jimmy, right? You got to stop Bam from, like, distributing, getting that little mid-range shot going. You got to stop him, right? Then you got the shooters. You got to run around, chase a couple shooters. You got Jay Crowder hitting a bunch of big threes, right? And then you got Dragic, right? And on Boston side, you got to stop Kemba, right? But I think you have the tools to stop Kemba. I think you got the players to do it. I think Goran Dragic is a pretty good defender. And I just. I don't see how Boston's going to be able to, you know, to to deal with all, to to deal with all those weapons, right? Um, so I could see them struggling with that. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I think it's going to be seven games, all tough, tough games, and it's just going to go down to the wire. I don't think the games, the the, the points, it's not going to be over a hundred and twenty. Any team is no team is going to go over those like. Unless it's like one blowout here or there, right? But it's going to be a fight. Fight till the end. But great for us, right? We get to get, see a, a great series. Um, another thing I want to say about them is I noticed that Boston was going to a small lineup, right? When they were having Grant Williams. Um, I'm curious to see that. Because Bam, I think, could abuse Grant a little bit. And... That, and I don't think their small ball lineup is going to be as good as Miami's. Right. Um, but this is going to be a lot of small ball. A lot of small ball. So whoever has the better small ball lineup, I think at the end, this is just going to be small ball. Like Because no team has like a, a throw it down in the post center or rim running center, right? 
Tice is a good good center, but like he that's not what he does. He he finds where he fits. And Bam's a little better, I think. I'd say no, I I know. Bam's better. But from what I saw, he wasn't he's not he's not Joe Embiid, you know. He's not Jokic even. He's not any of these top guys. I'd put him down with I say like Gobert. Put him down there, which is really good, right? But he he's a better small ball lineup contendee than 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 Boston has, right? Um, I think another thing, Kelly Olynyk with the pick and pop again. Whoever's got the pick and pop game going is gonna be it's gonna have a really good chance of winning. Again, that shot is wide open for whoever can hit at the top of the key three. And so look out for that. I think definitely Miami's probably got it. Oh, something that I like about Miami's offense, they like to hand the ball off. It's always I like that kind of offense where they're handing the ball off and and the guard is coming off really fast and downhill. And that's automatically causing some a little bit of chaos, a little breakdown in the defense. So nice little thing that they do is hand that ball off. I don't think a lot of teams are doing that that much. Uh, who else have I seen do that a lot? Um, I think, oh, well, of course, the team they beat, or no, not the team they beat, but Boston. Uh, not Boston, the Raptors. They enjoy handing the ball off as well. And I think more teams should start doing that. I think it's... It's like a pick, but you get to run at the ball, right? So uh, just to wrap it up, uh, that pick-and-pop game is going to be big. Goran Drakic, Marcus Smart, whoever wins that battle, I think, is going to tell you who's going to win the series. Um, so we'll see. It's game one tonight. Oh, one more thing on Boston. Boston, right? Like, I wonder if Jalen and... Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are going to try to pick on Robinson and Hero on their post-up games. It seems like that happens a lot, right? You see a guy like Jimmy Butler was picking on Pat. He was picking on, yeah, he was picking on Pat Covington. As soon as he saw him in the post, he was like, oh, I'm taking this guy down here and I'm going to try to do what I want with him, right? And I think... I could definitely see that happening to Duncan Robinson and uh, Tyler Hero. They're much better defenders. So if, if but they're young, but they're young. So if if the um, the refs are giving them a little respect down there, let them bang a little bit. I think that's probably a not a mistake, but it just it bogs down your your offense. So it might be a good thing for Miami. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking Miami in seven. So I'm just I am not confident about it. I wouldn't bet money on it, but it's gonna be a great series. All right, so let's let's uh, transition into a little Houston talk. Um, man, I feel bad for James Harden. I feel bad. That guy has won a few MVPs. He's he's taking his team pretty far not by himself right he's got a good team around him decent team i'll say like like trade lebron and james harden 
right? You put LeBron with with the um, Rockets. I think the Rockets are a little bit better. Slightly. No, I don't even know. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. That's tough, actually. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but what would I do if I was with if I was Houston, right? So Mike D'Antoni's not coming back. It's weird because I feel like Daryl Morey said, look, Mike, you want to run this offense where you, you know, get a lot of space, have one player dominate the ball. He's going to generate a lot of threes and layups. He's going to get to the basket himself, get fouled. Right, you get a free shot, free shots. And you're also going to get really open threes, right? You're going to have a lot of sp space on the floor. Um, and Daryl said, okay, that's what you want to do. We're going to do that. Let's f go full on on that. And it did not, and it did not work. Right. And here's the argument here. They ran into the Warriors. The Warriors. One of the best teams to ever play. Can't underestimate that. Can't understate that. Can't anything that, right? A team that we thought, nope, they're winning the championship. If they have Steph Clay, first off, Steph Clay, right? We all thought, guaranteed, championship. They gave them a fight with KD. You got to give them props. They... I think the Rockets are a much better team than a lot of these teams, right? Just, man, they that Chris Paul thing. Why? Yeah, that was tough. That's tough, right? You trade Chris Paul for Russ. Um, Russ. Russ is more of a James Harden type where he has the ball, attracts a lot of people, and then passes it out, than he is a Chris Paul type, where he's he can get his own easily. And um, I don't know. And he's, he's better off the ball. You know, you have two players, Russ and James, who they they don't uh, particularly cut much. They don't, Russ doesn't space the floor, as you saw, versus the Lakers, which is what James needs. Right, and that's what they're going for fully. So this, like the signing of Russ was, or the trading for Russ is, is it's, it's weird. It's weird for sure. And now this team going forward, you got. Do you do you trade James? I try. I tried to trade James today, right? And I said. What if Indiana calls, right? Say, look, Oladipo, we like him a lot, but he doesn't want to be here. We'll give you Oladipo and a few other assets, right? Well, maybe we throw Miles Turner in there, right? We have Sabonis. We'll give you these two guys and a pick for James. I don't know. I wonder what. The Rockets say, "I think that would be the best package." I don't. I wouldn't want Joel Embiid. 
I, I tried to look and I couldn't find anybody that really worked. You know, I could you do you do a Denver thing? Right? Houston Denver. They uh do you do a Houston Denver thing? You know, if you lose today this year with Jokic again, you don't make it to you make it to the second round again and you lose. Do you start to wonder like, hey, look maybe we can't win just like this, right? How we're how we're built. Do we try to go in and try to get another piece? And I think Denver is like one piece away. There's a few teams that are one piece away. Does Denver maybe make a move for James? Right? Like if you could somehow pair James with Jokic, does that work? It's just a weird fit too. So I personally, I I I think I'd run it back. Just run it back. Uh, see what happens with teams with their with their with them losing. Either run it back or tear it down. Completely tear it down because. We're hearing that you're not the, the NBA is not going to be back for a while for Christmas, February, whatever, right? So you know, this is a year where you it feels like you could just gamble, right? You could just make a few dumb dumb moves, right? And you're or just make some not dumb moves, but you're you're making moves that you wouldn't make in other circumstances. Um, so I think that would be what I would look at to try to, you know, make possibly a, a push like a Denver, right? This might incentivize teams like the Denver to 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 go all in, right? Denver, you could like Indiana, go all in, you know. Uh, even a team like Phoenix, we'll see what they have next year, right? They played great in the bubble, but let's see what they have, and then maybe they make a push for that one piece. Maybe it's not a superstar, but it's a, a de- decent wing guy. So the so what I'm trying to say with the Rockets is either go full on or just run it back. Because I think, depending on the matchups, depending on like what what the shuffle is, like do the Lakers come back the same? Do the Clippers come back the same if they lose this year? Like, it, it all depends on what happens, right? Does Miami lose? They get swept by Boston. You know, do they look to to make a change? So. It's still a little unwritten. Once, once, once the dust settles, we have a champion. We'll, we'll. Uh, I think you'll see what teams are gonna do. But um, that's kind of all for now. It's kind of just the thoughts I had on uh, what's going on today and what's gonna transpire the rest of the the ways. I think here are the picks. I think Boston will lose the series. I think. The Clippers will win tonight, and then it's Lakers Clippers. Um, if that's the case, we'll, 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 the next podcast we'll just talk about the um, the matchups of the 
Nuggets versus the Lakers or Clippers versus the Lakers. Start to look at that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of just the thoughts of uh, what I had going on in my head about the NBA. Um, if you like the episode, go ahead and subscribe. Um, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.